Welcome to the In the Pocket edition of the Game Sports Show. In the Pocket presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar for six years in a row, three years best wings. Located on 624 Wellington Street West in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, you can follow them on Instagram, which is tagged at Sports Center SSM, or Facebook, which is tagged at Sports Center SSM. TGEM and the Game Sports Show and Sports Center have been a family for over five years. Sports Center is the first original home recording of the Game Sports Show Canada, and if you want to watch the game, be part of a great sports atmosphere while having delicious food there is no better place or bar literally in town get there today or you may miss us or miss out on another great night from the Sioux's best sports bar now let's get kicked off with in the pocket hosted by david mckay jr joined by co-hosts justin heichel ej russell jamie antonello and tyler Wollett. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. It is your host, David McCaig Jr., bringing you an in-the-pocket edition, off-season upload. And I am joined by the one and only Justin Heichel. Hike, my friend, how's it going? And it's football talk here on the Game Sports Show? Spring training edition. (laughs) And we can call it any edition we want. We just know that it's off-season. But we like to have fun and talk football when it's outside our usual in-the-pocket schedule, which is, of course, during the football season weekly. And that is, of course, in the pocket. We go weekly throughout the entirety of the season up until after the Super Bowl. And this is the first edition ever since that last edition in the previous season. and. In the pocket, Justin, has been, well, a big part of our, well, agenda with the Game Sports Show. When people talk about the Game Sports Show, talk about all the content we do, and we cover all sports. But I know a lot of listeners really enjoy our hockey and football editions, and now they're, of course, getting more in tune with our soccer edition with Scarpino and Nason, which is fantastic, by the way. Uh, you got our Strike Zone edition as well, and, of course, our special edition uploads where you got myself, Brooksy and Parr doing interviews and more and more that you can check out on the gamesportshow.com or where you get your podcasts. Or of course you can check out the TGM network YouTube channel where we got the video content, especially with the special edition uploads, but we're talking in the pocket right now. And yes, it is May. It is the end of May and we are talking football and there is news that has already happened. The draft has happened. Free agency has happened. Schedule has been released, you know, kind of on the back nine when it comes to that news, but you know what? The game sports show hasn't had its reaction. And usually we have a big panel within the pocket, but due to schedule conflicts, it is just myself and Justin bringing you this addition. So Justin, getting to that agenda that we're going to have, we're going to talk about the draft free agency offseason, as I've already discussed a few moments ago, we've got some notes that we're going to bring up in particular, the schedule. Now, what are we going to talk about with schedule? We're going to talk about the schedule, of course, but the Thursday night football, Sunday night football, and of course, Monday night football. And then I got some local notes before we get to the conclusion of the show. We should be all discussed and wrapped up within a half hour here. So, Justin, I want to go first into talking about, well, a few things that is with the NFL draft. And I want to jump right into the draft because, of course, this has been discussed Of course, lots with a lot of media and you got the NFL draft that's happened. Good, good, good few weeks back plus. And there's winners in the draft and there's always losers in the draft. You know, and this is the first draft that we've heard a name called the commanders come on stage, you know, and obviously some trades happen during the draft. And you know what? You don't have, well, 
a lot of surprises that went. I don't really want to say there's a lot of surprise picks that went or that weren't. I want your opinion about the NFL draft and to let our listeners know and remind them maybe what kind of tickled your fancy at the NFL draft this year. Well, you know, I'm going to be honest. I didn't, uh, I didn't pay a lot of attention night one because the Colts didn't have a pick. <laughs> um, after the whole Carson Wentz debacle, now he's uh, on the Commanders, which I don't. I'm not a big fan of the name, to be completely honest. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. I don't. You know what I mean? They're in the NFC East. It's a garbage division, so it's a perfect place for a garbage name. <laughs> um, I mean, I know. I know personally the Colts went pretty uh, wide receiver heavy, which I was pretty excited about. Um, but I think, you know, one of the big ones to me, uh, the lions went heavy on defensive line, you know, which was pretty cool to see, um, buying into the philosophy there, you know, they're just going to kind of get good in the trenches and build out from there. Uh, which means there's probably another season of Jared Goff just getting beat up, but that's okay. I mean, I think everyone's okay with that. Uh, the giants, you know, had a couple top 10 picks and I didn't, I wasn't really blown away. Uh, with either of those, but I mean, again, offensive line, defensive line, so you don't really ever lose uh, drafting at that position as long as they stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what else was a, a big one for me? Um, when you think about it, too, obviously the first overall pick was Trayvon Walker from Georgia, goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, you know, they obviously a lot of these players have been you know, signed and you mentioned with the Lions or Aiden Hutchinson from he played in Michigan, right? So that's obviously a little fan favorite choice there because everyone knows where Detroit is located. If not, let me remind you, uh, Detroit is in Michigan. If anyone doesn't know, I know a good chunk of our listeners, especially within the pocket, are from the Detroit area. So I think they are probably pretty happy we know where Detroit is, especially where we are ge- geographically on the map. Uh, but obviously, you know, corners went three and four with Stingley Jr. and Gardner between the Texas and Jets there, you know, and I, I this really, looks like a lot of safe picks, safe you know, really, as far as like, it's my opinion goes on it. I mean, like, there's just good, like fundamentally sound players. You drafted small hands, Kenny Pickett. Um, <laughs> but I mean, everyone, like, there's just, it's just a lot of like fundamentally good, you know, sound positional players that were drafted in the first round. There's no, to me, I don't see a lot of reaches. Um, I mean, the second and third round to me is probably where there's going to be some steals this year, in this year's draft. That's personally, but we're not going to know until the season starts to play out. You mentioned Kenny, um, obviously uh, Kenny Pickett, and uh, the the thing is, you with the Steelers getting Kenny Pickett, obviously from Pittsburgh gets to go to Pittsburgh. Everyone's wondering what well, you got when Justin said you guys. If everyone wants to be reminded, I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and it's going to be a little bit of a transition this season if you are a Steeler fan because of who you got at the helm of quarterback. But we'll see how the season goes because you just never know how things uh, can go, right? But you, I think that was a good pick for the Steelers. But if I had to say. You know, I've really kept my eye on the Dolphins this offseason. I kind of feel like we might talk about them a little bit more. Obviously, when you had the first overall pick, the Trayvon Walker was a huge uh, when you when you have somebody uh, that you have the first overall pick, that's quite, you know, <laughs> you're going to be successful. Uh, well, Packers, sure. Packers drafted a lot of receivers for some reason. Yeah. And who knows why? Strange. Very strange. Uh, you know, the the Eagles had a pretty good pick. Um pretty good draft sorry in my opinion i think the titans had a good draft the ravens the jets overall 
Okay. There was some good picks between those squads, but I think if I had to really pick the, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, there was a post on CBS and this is the exact quote, the Jacks, the Jags. Wow. I can't talk. The Jags can't do anything right. <laughs> in a risky pick at overall at first overall with Trayvon Walker, and then took two linebackers in the top 70, even though they had plenty of other needs to address. And that's what kind of backpedals to my point of when you have the first overall pick, I disagree with the point that, you know, they, they made a risky pick with Trayvon Walker. I think that was a good pick and that's only on the field where that's going to show a little different, you, you know, but the, yes, the other picks were just outside that and other losers in the draft. And I'm taking another thing from the CBS and from the CBS sports article, you know, no affiliation with the game sports show. And you know what? Some affiliation through ESPN may not like that. I'm quoting them exactly, but saying how it is, the Patriots were losers in my opinion. And I agree with this, um, with this quote here, quote unquote, because it will likely blow up my face at some point that I say, I hate calling them losers. Cause this guy is a Steeler or sorry, a Patriots fan, uh, but it's like, Bill Belichick thought you can only see only draft from small schools this year. They got a player from Tennessee, Chattanooga in the first round, Cole strange, and also drafted players from South Dakota state, Northwest Missouri state and Western Kentucky. So they, they felt where they went geographically to pick the draft, which is a different point. When you think of it saying, okay, you went to these schools, how are they going to do when they come and play up in the NFL? Is it going to be able to transition? You know, another quote from that same article you had, the Browns were a team that people thought were kind of losers because of Baker Mayfield, right? Cause the Browns QB is still stuck quote unquote playing for a team that he doesn't want to be playing for. And now that the draft is over, there are a lot of teams out there interested in training for this quarterback. So there's a whole different grade you can go through. Like this article was fantastic going around, but I think the biggest loser seems where the bears got D uh, in, into the draft. And if you look at some winners, a lot of people actually do praise Eagles, Titans, Ravens, and the Jets. Yes, the New York Jets, you know, picking corner Amon Gardner was a great pick. They picked Garrett Wilson, a ride receiver from Ohio State. I know EJ will know a lot about him as well. And then obviously with the Jets, they picked the 26th pick that they got from the Titans, Jermaine Johnson, defensive end. So they addressed different needs in those picks. And I think that's where a lot of people are looking at the Jets saying, hmm, tilting their hat to them, right? And I, there's one team that you mentioned, Hike, that I didn't bring up in that article, the Packers. They had to be losers in that draft. And I know we have a lot of Packer fans on the show, geographically, Lions, the Steelers, it might be because of myself, but Lions, Packers, Bills are definitely some big, uh, and Cincinnati and the Browns. Those are teams that definitely a lot of our fan base on the show because of our geographic location. But we have, of course, touching different areas of the globe. We talk about every team. And I want to talk about Green Bay a little bit because there was a lot of question marks going into this offseason and the draft. It just makes you wonder, what the fuck are you doing? Well, it just seems like based on, you know, their fan base's reaction, it seems like they can't ever do anything right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you have the best quarterback on the planet, really, um, except for in the playoffs. And if you don't, he has no supporting cast. Yeah. I mean, his offensive line is okay. The defense was improved last year, but they don't catch balls from the quarterback. On you know, unless it's an intercept, like, you know what I mean. That's, yeah. My train of thought really slowed down there. 
Um, but like it's, it's, they don't do anything to support them, and then they're like they're upset about how the same shit just happens over and over and over again. There was a player that was picked in the third round, 86th overall, and this is from that article that I was just talked about a whole lot, but also through other articles, both the United States, Canada, and Malik Willis from the Titans. He went third round, 86th overall, and one quote was say that Willis has shades of Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts in terms of dual threat athleticism. If he succeeds Ryan Tannehill, either in 2022, which would be this season, or right afterward, that's the steal in the third round end of this draft. So Malik Willis is the one getting praised, not just from one article, but from at least five, actually six, from what I have currently up on my screen, uh, that's saying that he is the steal of the draft. Three out of those six said that Kenny Pickett was the second steal of the draft, which if you're a Steeler fan, starts smiling. Sam Howell from the Commanders went fifth round, 144th overall. And yes, they grabbed Carson Wentz for some insurance, but of course, Howell's slide is what that, why they pick Howell third. And Desmond Ritt, uh, Ritter from the Falcons that, who drafted him, third round, 74th. Overall, saying he's the smartest, savviest, and most selfless QB in this class. And the fifth went to the Panthers, Matt Coral, third round, 94th overall. He's a high starting caliber confidence, arm strength, and athleticism. Smaller frame, but haphazard tendencies, which don't necessarily bode well for a Panthers team transitioning the O-line, but all good pick. All around good peck, sorry, on all accounts. So there, there's some interesting takes right there. I know Tony Romo threw his points into the mix. You had a lot of a lot of people uh, throw their opinions into this draft. And I honestly, from seeing it from my end, you want the game sports show David McKegg's opinions draft. The winner of this draft was the New York Jets. And I did say I was going to talk about the Dolphins, but it won't be about this draft. I'll probably be talking to them as we go into this, the free agency and as in the pocket starts next season, just so everybody's aware. But I got the Jets as being my winner in the in the NFL draft, this previous draft. I think they did fantastic. And I know people are looking at the Falcons to pick and look at uh, Drake London uh, from USC. I like that pick, okay? And I know fellow an- uh, analyst on the show, Dan Hantrow, that you can hear in our top shelf editions, most notably in some of our of our special edition uploads with especially the Darren McCarty upload. You know, the, he he's a big Falcons fan. And of course, right now he's an Oilers fan, so he's living on an all-time high. But I feel that Drake London was a great pick in that top 10. I know a lot of people are questioning. I like the speed. You know, you look at his size, 6'5", 210. That's a big guy that can have that speed, and he was in a good program at USC. So I really think that was a great pick. And the Lions, people are asking me, what about the Lions? Scott Mason and Butch Davis talked about it on the 1400 a.m. edition you talked about Aiden Hutchinson already you know now you look at uh, Jamison Williams ride receiver from Alabama again another wide receiver going to the Lions there they're trying to find maybe they're going to try to find another Megatron but at 6-2-1-89 maybe that isn't the guy but <laughs> I, I really feel that uh, that's a good start I feel like the Lions also had a good draft so I think the Jets are one you got to give the Giants two and I think you got to almost give the Lions three and people call me crazy but yes, two of those teams had a lot of picks in the first round, but I feel they did incredibly well on those picks. The Steelers did well on their pick that they had. Okay, I really feel that the New Orleans Saints uh, that they got from the Commanders when they picked uh, Chris Olave, a wide receiver from Ohio State. Too bad EJ isn't on to talk more about that, but I feel that was also a good steal. 
like you mentioned, Justin, it was about eight minutes ago. You mentioned this safe picks. Yes. The riskiest pick that we're seeing a lot of different kind of studies with a lot of the analysts is the Jacksonville Jaguars first pick, but I don't think they should think that was a risky pick. I think that was the safe pick and the right pick to do. Yeah. You know, I, the Jags, Hey, he can only, you know, swing and miss on these high offensive picks. You got Trevor Lawrence. You got to develop him now. Yeah. Um, I, I build up the defense a little bit. I don't. I, I. I don't disagree with that pick. I don't disagree with the linebacker picks. If you can build up your defense, it takes some heat off the offense, and you everyone can kind of forget about Trevor Lawrence for a while until he figures his shit out, yeah. which isn't an awful thing. Um, so I mean, it it might be welcome criticism for the Jaguars right now. Like well, this is. We're building something different here, so shit on us if you want. But I mean, and they come, they play in the AFC South. I mean, that's the Colts division. I, they're eventually going to get good. Yeah, and they're always good against the Colts. So they're going to eventually get there, right? And like you just said, that you have a team that I was going to say for last year as a winner, the Baltimore Ravens. I I'm not too sure how you know when you look at the Ravens uh, when they. Um, uh, when they went and they picked, they picked 25. Uh, they picked from the Bills. It was Tyler Littnerbaum, who's from, uh, was played in Iowa. Okay. And I know there was another pick that they had that's kind of uh, going through. Oh, Kyle Hamilton. That's who it was. I had it noted here. Kyle Hamilton. I have no idea how Kyle fell to 14th. I really thought he'd be a top 10 pick. I think it was an absolute steal at 14. Okay. And that was the start of their draft because yes, with them uh, picking later on in the draft with Tyler Littnerbaum from Iowa, I feel that was also a good pick. So I've already said the jets, I've said the giants, I've said the lions, I've said the Ravens as well. Okay. When there were some steel picks in there, like I mentioned, I think or new Orleans did good. The Steelers did good. Lots of things in this draft. I feel are more positive than negative, but to see the negative will Trayvon Walker. No, I I'm not sold on that being one yet. The losers of the draft. We've already talked about that. Okay. People picking. Okay. Wide receivers when they shouldn't have. Okay. Uh, AKA the green Bay Packers. So okay. it's a classic. That's a classic draft fail. <laughs> Absolutely. The new England Patriots seem down as a loser. In my opinion, obviously you can have some players that were winners in the draft. You know, Tom Brady's back, but there was one QB that's seen a new home and it's something close to you, Justin, that uh, may be considered more because this happened more around, of course, the draft time, Matty Ryan going to, you know, I was, was going to say, which one Matt Ryan or Nick Foles? Yeah. Matt Ryan, for sure, over Nick Foles, 150%. And this all happened connected to the draft. So I really feel that Matt Ryan uh, is a winner for moving over to the Annapolis Colts. I uh, I mean, I'm, I might be a little biased here, but <laughs> I, I definitely agree with that. I think he's kind of that veteran presence that the team really needs right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, our defense has been playing rock solid. Um, but the offense doesn't have that calming presence to kind of when things are going sideways, you need someone to, you know, still rally the troops and get everyone in the right frame of mind. And I don't think Carson Wentz was the guy for that. Um, I think Matt Ryan, I mean, he's an MVP, what, five years ago? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's still five years, but it's not like he got hit. He didn't get beat up a lot in Atlanta. So, 
I think it's a good. I think it's a good pick for them. I think you know, it's it's a pretty solid pickup. He wasn't expensive, uh, and with Nick Foles, you have a pretty rock solid insurance policy. So between those two guys, with that amount of quarterback experience in the NFL, that's you're going to come up with some good. You're going to be able to work with the tools that are in the toolbox there. Yep, and that's where when you think about it, because you have Matty Ryan. And you have Nick Foles. You mentioned that stability. And I'm quoting ESPN on this one. I'm sure they'll appreciate that I went to one of their quotes. <laughs> Instead, you know, they, they, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles bring QB stability in Indianapolis. Uh, and they have that they've desired for years, essentially, is basically what you just said uh, there, Justin. So there, you got Big Dick Nick hanging out there and got Matty ice hanging there. Okay. You got some swinging and he got some just throwing some cold, uh, some cold balls out there. I don't know. I just went with that. It just kind of made sense. They, I think with Indianapolis, there are winners too. in this free, in this free agency, there's a lot of winners I'm seeing this year because I'm liking the activeness between the general managers in the league. And if you're the NFL, if you're the marketing, the sales, if you're the, if you're the owner of Goodell, you're all those guys, you are, liking the results of this draft and offseason uh, so far. But that's our take. Justin, I don't know if you have any final points about the draft, but I'll let you do that in a second. I know my end, I said my piece with it. Uh, we went all over with different things, but that's kind of exactly how the draft was. All over, full of surprises, yet safe picks, some risky picks, but there was also a lot of steals. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, there's just, it was a lot of people, our te- people, teams addressed a lot of needs. Um, there's a lot of, you know, smart picks, um, kind of bolstered teams rosters, because I think the league is so, what we saw last season is the league was so close. Um, like even in games, like where you're watching, like the quote unquote bad teams were still pretty good teams. Yeah. Uh, and so everyone kind of just, you know, it's little tweaks here and there on the roster. There's not like big wholesale changes you're going to see. Um, you know, like you did it like you know, previous year where Trevor Lawrence and you know, there's some big, big flashy names in the draft. Um, this year, there's some more developmental names. Like, you don't, you can't, I can't look at that class right now and say which is going to be the big money rookie card come the fall. You know what I mean? Yeah, people might have an early prediction that that might be one of Trayvon Walker and Hutchinson, but my money might be on Hamilton if I had to throw an early an early jab there with the, the Ravens. And that hurts. Kyle Hamilton was a great pick from Notre Dame. And I have uh, some friends that really cheer on Notre Dame and they were saying the high praises of uh, Kyle Hamilton. So a lot of picks in the draft Gamayo, but good congratulations to the Jets and Giants. I really think this might've been one of the better drafts that I've seen them uh, complete. You know, uh, of course the Jets started off with Gardner, the Giants started off with uh, Thibodeau. It all just kind of all fit in from there. That's been the NFL draft discussion on the game sports show. We gave our winners talk about some losers, all the surprises, and we're going to move on to our next, our, our next topic, because we do have about, well, about 15 minutes left here on the show before we start wrapping it up. It's David McKay with Justin Heichel, bringing you our top shelf edition, or sorry, I am all over the map. It is our in the pocket edition rather, and our in the pocket edition uh, sponsored by sports center bar and grills who St. me Ontario's best sports bar. Okay, check them out on Facebook, check them out on Instagram. They've been with the Game Sports Show since the end of 2015. They've been the main home of our In the Pocket segment. Now, mentioning our Top Shelf Edition, we will have one later on this week, as well as a Strike Zone Edition as well. So lots of news coming up, but tomorrow will not be our 
1400 edition. It has now been moved to Tuesday again this week, just so everyone is aware of that. So that will be uploaded on Tuesday. That'll be May the 31st. I wanted to make sure I got a little a couple ad placements for the game sports show there. Justin, of course, giving love to the original home of the game sports show in Sioux, Ontario sports center bar and grill, where we used to record with my cell phone on top of two beers, two empty beer glasses and recording, talking to each other through each side of the dual microphone on the cell phone. Now look at us. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now moved on up. <laughs> moved on up. And it's been the game sports show has been in your ears since 2015 and will be in your ears for the near future. T gem being a big part of that as well check them out and us out on there through their YouTube channel. One thing that's upsetting though about TGEM right now, Justin, is that their Instagram page is down because apparently some of their content breaks privacy laws. And I'm just going to talk about that. I have my personal Instagram page was stopped because apparently I had, I had privacy laws breaking that broken as well. And I've been trying to get it back and it's been gone since September of last year. So I haven't what the had, hell, what the hell are you doing? I, I swear with right hand to God. Okay. And I'm not lying like Amber heard Oop, too soon. Um, <laughs> I, I right hand up. I swear that I have done nothing wrong on any pages on my own personal or the, as everyone knows, I do operate through the TGM page with multiple users. I swear that it is not me. I promise you there's no search. There's nothing going on. So the TGM Instagram page is currently just disabled, but I am on it. Like white on rice, okay? I am on it uh, to try to get that resolved. About my personal page, though, no, I don't really care if that ever comes back up, to be totally honest with you. But the Game Sports Show's Instagram page is still there. You can check that out. There's no flaws or issues uh, with that page there. So give us a check out on there. So a couple minutes of just rambling around there, talking about the <laughs> show and some Instagram and some tags, everything with the Game Sports Show. And love to, of course, Sports Center Bar and Grill. Justin, let's jump into the next point now officially. Uh, I want to go into some offseason and free agency preview just very briefly. You know, if you look at the NFL.com, it's been more quiet uh, with some of the signings and kind of how the offseason is going. Obviously, the Saints are to sign Jarvis Landry. Uh, the Raiders uh, worked out Colin Kaepernick. Uh, the Browns, David um, Joku has obviously uh, agreed to an extension. Uh, the Browns to re-sign Clownley as well. Uh, you know, you had DeAndre Hopkins suspended six games for performance enhancement drug violation. You know, you have um, Aaron Rodgers, who is going to be returning to the Green Bay Packers. Lots kind of went on this offseason, okay? And if you are a Browns fan, you have Deshaun Watson going over to the Browns this year. And I thought I would save this for EJ a little bit, but the biggest story still is okay. Baker Mayfield. All right. You got ba Baker Mayfield won't get cut. That is for sure. I no. mean, he will not get cut. There will be a trade of some degree. Somebody will trade for him. <laughs> if someone's if someone's cutting, you know the Steelers even better pick up the phone. Okay, I know you got you got uh, Pickett coming up the ranks, but you know what? I feel like if uh, Baker Mayfield is going to get cut, why not Steelers? Give them a call. Be great for a division rival to pick up Baker Mayfield, Mitch Trubinsky. You know that's. Uh... <sighs> 
I, 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 I got no comments. Okay. No comment, Mitch Trubinsky, but you know, you have the Colts that have a Ryan Foles Tatum. Just like, you know, you have or tandem, sorry, not Channing Tatum, but a, uh, you got a tandem. Why not think of a tandem in St. in uh, in, in Steeler in, in, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Baker Mayfield's going to get cut. The Steelers better be picking up that phone, but I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to get cut. You know, if you look at all of the things going around the NFL, you, Baker Mayfield seems like there's going to be a trade. The Panthers have been included. Justin, where is he going to go? Okay, and I know we can talk about all the other points of Robin Free Agency with Rodgers and Watson. So if you don't want to talk about Mayfield, you can transition to something else. I can say, Dave, I'm not going to that point. But if you do <laughs> want to talk about it, where do you think Mate Baker's going and kind of take the floor for a few minutes here about some other points that I brought previously to this Baker Mayfield point. I mean, they're not going to trade him in the division, so he's not going to the Steelers. No, he's not. Um, To me, it's either the Carolina Panthers, but you're not going to take what's his name? Darnold back. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not... It doesn't make sense. So, I mean, maybe Seattle? Yeah, the Seahawks, that would make sense. You know, you have Russell Wilson, who has been moved as well. There's a name that I forgot to mention. As yeah, well. down, big, big move down to Denver. Yeah, massive move. Um, so, okay, I don't know. It's Mayfield's a tricky one because I, I was pretty well accepting that he was going to Indianapolis. Hmm. Um, and they're still sitting on him, letting him rot there. And I don't really understand why. I mean, unless, you know, they just can't move him or they're being too greedy and asking for too much. But I think he's a good enough quarterback where he at least deserves a shot somewhere else. I mean, there's far shittier quarterbacks starting in places. Like, you can say it. <laughs> you could say it. <laughs> well, no, why, why not? Like, what, Houston? Why was he not? I you thought know, you were going Trubinsky route there for a second. That's no, I don't, I don't mind Trubinsky. I don't have an issue with him. I think he's okay. Especially in Pittsburgh. He has some talent true. there and an offensive line and a running game. So true. Lots of teams should, that should be calling. You mentioned the Panthers. I think Seattle. They have a, a team that you know has an athletic team that he would, I think, add a lot of excitement to that organization. That's the team I really do predict him going. But if the Browns cut him and lose him for nothing, what a, what a joke. Yeah, it's dumb. I mean, but... It's dumb. Stranger things have happened. I mean, Stranger Things. Caesar, <laughs> Stranger Things Four is out on Netflix. No, I'm just kidding. They can send me the check anytime. Any other points with the off season, Justin, that you want to dive into? I mean, we talked about the Colts, so I'm good. You're good. And then, of course, biggest move this off season is Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. Is, well, yeah, no, that's the biggest. Uh, I don't know, yeah, Hopkins getting suspended was pretty Hop- like Hopkins getting the glazed glazed over by people. I don't think like. People are really going to feel the effect of that one until you go to like do your fantasy drafts and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> and you forget to check the bio on the draft. Yeah. Okay. So those of you who have are the fantasy leagues, make sure you check the info before drafting. Okay. And please, you know, if, if you're looking to pick a quarterback, I don't really know if Deshaun Watson's the guy you want to pick still. I still don't. I, I don't know. I, I could. I won't go there. That's for a topic from when EJ Russell is here. Okay. Now I will say, Justin, as you being a Colts fan, you know, you've been waiting for a QB 
since Andrew Luck, essentially, and hopefully Matty Ice can bring that uh, luck to you. I can say it firmly. I think the Colts are going to be very exciting to watch, but the other team that I said was going to be very exciting to watch this year, I got an eye on these guys. Okay. I, I really feel that the Miami Dolphins, okay, and why do I say the Dolphins? I could really just name off their entire roster to you and pull it up on Google and, and and really think that I know exactly what I'm talking about for the full degree when it comes to the, for the dolphins, but they've been active. Okay. They've been quietly active when it comes to giraffes the past, never mind this year, past few years, you know, you got Teddy Bridgewater that's there too. Uh, and I've always been a fan of Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, I'm not saying he's a star quarterback, but you have a Tyreek Hill that's there this year as well. A lot of speed is going to be there for the wide receivers. I, I, I'm just, I'm just keeping an eye on these Dolphins. Are they a playoff team? No, I, they're, they're a quarterback away. They, they, they are seriously a quarterback away, and that's what leads me to why hasn't anyone talked about Baker to the Dolphins? Because it's going to end up being Tom Brady to the Dolphins. <laughs> the only team that he cannot beat. <laughs> I'm telling you for free. That rumor won't go away for some reason. Like, so there has to be something to it. Honestly, seeing Baker Mayfield go there almost makes too much sense. That's why it's too good to be true. And that's why I want to tie in Mayfield a little bit to the Dolphins. But I'm saying they're not a, cheat, a playoff team this year. They will address this need either if it surprises this year or if it is going to be for next year. But the Dolphins within the next two seasons will be in the playoffs. I'm saying that right now. And we'll get to more about the Dolphins, but I did promise listeners I'd give you a little feedback. I just like the, the reason why I brought them up. I wanted to explain why I brought them up was because they made some quiet, necessary moves, and they're just like slowly building it, just, just getting there. Okay, so Dolphin fans, be patient. <laughs> They're really going to enjoy Tyreek Hill. I'm going to tell you right now, that guy's the, the guy knows how to run up and down the line. You know, I think the, that was like the quote I saw from him this week saying that Tua throws like the prettiest ball he's ever seen or something like that. <laughs> I think, I think there, there, there's a, a lot of speed with him. I would say I can beat him in a race. Um, but I would need to have half field uh, head start uh, and jokes aside, I wouldn't. Not be yeah, and, and your truck. Yeah, I I could beat him in a race as long as I had a five-second head start and my truck. (laughs) Arguably one of, okay, just just a bullet on feet, okay? Just literally has rockets on feet. We say in hockey, rocket on skates. He's just so little. So little, so fast. But I think the Dolphins would be so exciting to watch, and fans should be excited. Is it this year to be excited? I don't know. I wouldn't be if you don't get a quarterback by the start of the season. But if you do get a quarterback by next season, that's that just that quarterback then gets you that one step up. Mm. They're there. there. Like they're close. They are there. A few minutes left, Justin. We got a few things to get into before we wrap up. So I know we want to talk about uh, the schedule. Now, we're not going to go through week one. No. You know, we're not doing that. Okay. So I don't want listeners to be like, what the heck are they going to do here? No, schedule has been released, of course, NFL.com. It's been released for a bit. You can check it on their website. Check it out Ticketmaster as well. You know, there's everywhere you can see it. But I want to talk about Thursday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, and Monday Night Football. Okay, and we're not going to talk about each game of those three. 
but we're going to highlight a couple that you think and that I think are some good picks for some Thursday, Sunday, or Monday night football. You go first. All right. Well, I mean, I'm just cruising through Thursdays right now. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously week three, there's the Steelers Browns Thursday nighter. So I have to give that a mention just for EJ and you just to keep you guys happy. <laughs> um, but I mean, like the first big one for me, to be honest, is probably the Ravens and the Bucks. Um, it's near the end of October. That one looks like it'll probably be a pretty good one. Um, you know, and then there's the Bills Patriots Thursday nighter, which is always a pretty decent game. And then a Raiders Rams one, which could also be pretty good. Um, but I mean, Sunday nighters are usually where the meat and potatoes is at. And we still don't know if Al Michaels is back yet for Sunday nighters, do we? No, the last I heard about Al Michaels uh, for his retirement, um, he said that he was going to leave, okay, leave NBC Sports for Amazon to be the lead commentator for the entity's new Thursday night football package. And that's, uh, that's as per Andrew Marchant of the New York Post, March 21st, 2022. So hmm. he, he agreed to a deal with Amazon. Because apparently the uh, McAfee is going to be doing a sidecast on Amazon Thursday nighters too. Oh God, you need to you need to get him in. That guy knows how to keep the crowd entertained. Or, oh uh, man, I, he, he's a fucking beauty. That guy. Yeah, great podcast. Um, uh, in Sunday nighters, there's a couple couple garbage ones. Colts play the Cowboys, which is awful, awful game right there. Uh, Chiefs and Titans, I think, would be a good one, but that's not until November. Packers, Bills, always a pretty good game. Steelers, Dolphins, um, see who's quarterbacking either team. <laughs> I might uh, be, yeah, maybe. <laughs> what else we got? Chiefs and Bucks, uh, thanks, Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, yes, yes, uh, let's creep over to the Monday Nighters here. I mean, this is this is pretty boring radio as I scroll through the schedule, but like the, the, it's tough looking at these games right now and saying that's going to be a good game until you actually get a couple games into the season and know what every team is like, too. And they wonder I mean, if games are going to change, too, and flip based. Well, I mean, like you look like Bears-Patriots. Right now, I'd say that's a trash game. Who <laughs> knows? That could be a real barn burner. Yeah, it could be. Ravens-Saints. Like who the, who's quarterback in the Saints? <laughs> Is it Jameis? Yes. Yes. So, you know, might, that might be interesting. Might not. Who knows? You know what? You obviously, when you look at Winston, it, there's a guy that, you know, I've said on the show a few times, you know, Pro Bowler in 2015, a lot of accolades he has. Okay. And he, there, I just, you, you hope. When you see a guy who was he was first overall by the Bucks in 2015, all right, and Brady goes in there, takes his job, and Winston goes to New Orleans and trying to battle his way there in New Orleans. So it, it's it's a it's a situation there for Jameis that I I really hope that he you know has Michael Thomas ready for camp and then he has a weapon to use there. Apparently he's been working out all year. Uh, I'm honestly a fan of Jemias Winston. I, I'm honestly, it's hard not to like him. He's, uh, I don't know. I think he's better than what he's been. Yep. I'm a firm believer of that. Whether or not we see that, we'll 
find out. I know. I'll say quick with Thursday, Sunday, and Mondays. You touched on a good chunk of them there already with the schedule. And Thursday nighters, I don't really have a lot of games, Justin, that are really standing out to me at this current point, like you said, except week five. I do like the Colts and Broncos. I think that would be a good game. Week eight, the Ravens and Bucks. I think that'd be a pretty exciting game. And at this time, week 11, you have to think the Titans and Packers would be a pretty good one as well. Week 14 Raiders and Rams would be pretty good. So I got almost, almost a handful of games four for sure that I, I would star on my high, uh, calendar right now uh, for Sundays. you got the, the bills and Rams in week one. Love that. Uh, you know, the Bucks and Cowboys, I think that is going to be uh, a week. So that week one, uh, is, a, is a Thursday nighter, I believe, actually, with the Bills and Rams. Sorry to correct myself there. Um, so the Sunday, the first Sunday nighter is actually Bucks and Cowboys. Like I said, I, I like that one at close plants right now, but who knows how the season's going to go. Week four, Chiefs and Bucks. Yep, that's a game that can already tell. Bengals, Ravens, I think that's also going to be a good game. I kind of have a little bit of excitement for the Ravens this year, as you can kind of tell. And I'm a Steeler fan, as everyone knows. So to say that pains me, but they are looking like a pretty good football team. The Steelers and Dolphins, hey, the Dolphins are that grid team and the Steelers can kind of hang into games. It might be one of those barn burners that you're talking about before, Justin. Uh, week eight, Packers, Bills, Titans, Chiefs the week after that. Um, if you look further down the list, you got the Chiefs, Broncos, Colts, Cowboys, Cardinals, Bucks. Everyone knows that I have a soft spot for the Cardinals. Who knows how they're going to do without Hopkins for the first six games of the season. And Monday nighters, there's a good amount number of games in there that I have looked at and star, but the couple that really stick out to me is for me and Justin to argue with is the Steelers and Colts on week 12. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> That'll be for some good radio on that week. Got the Bills and Bengals last week of the season. Loving every second of that. Rams and Packers on week 15. And if you want to look at something right at the beginning of the year, you got the Broncos Seahawks, you know, and Russell's going back to Seattle. Now, Seattle, who knows, is going to be throwing the football. It could be Heichel. It could be me. It could be EJ. Heck, it could be Baker Mayfield. Who knows who it could be throwing that football uh, for the Seattle Seahawks at that time or currently who they have ready to throw. But having someone return to Seattle who was there for a long time would be make for some good football and the Titans and Bills the week after. I'm, I'm, I'm really watching the Bills this year. And the quick little point that I want to get to before we wrap up the show, Justin, my team that I have starred this season is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that is, I will get into that at a season preview show, but I think it's time to really, I think this is the time that the Toronto Maple Leafs should have done is to, to take that next step to the next step and threshold of the NFL. And I think the, the bills are going to be able to uh, do that this year, but the Thursday, Sunday, my nighters to give the NFL's current current score. I would still give them an under five out of 10 because I'm only able to pick a handful of games on the Sundays and between Thursday and Mondays, I'm only able to pick about three or four. So I'm not picking over 50% uh, of the games that they picked at this time. But like you said, Justin could be some real barn burners at that uh, when the season starts, but I'm going to call that some of these games are going to be shifted and changed around uh, because of that later on, of course, uh, this season. So Justin, any final points you want to mention with the schedules? No, I mean, I think we're, like I said, we're, we kind of got to wait until we get a couple games in and, and reevaluate. Yep. And the first game of the season, if I have correct, and Justin, it's, it's through, uh, you guys, I forget, I'm trying to find when the first game is actually. It's Thursday night. Is, um, is it the Bills, the Bills and Rams? Is that the first game? Of the I season? believe so. 
I believe that's the first game of the season there. Uh, so that is week one, and that is September the 8th. It seems to be the first game. So everyone's going to wonder when in the pocket is going to be, and I'll, I'll get to that near the end of the show. I just want to give a quick love and show up to some local football. The, the Sioux Steelers, if everyone's before I even get to that, I should mention and remind myself that the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment Media is based in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. So we, when we talk about local, we're talking about Sioux, Ontario, and perhaps Sioux, Michigan, and in the surrounding Algoma area. So for those that are outside of Sault Ste. Marie, which we know we have a good amount of listeners outside of Sault Ste. Marie, uh, that's what that means, so, so you are aware. And I'm only going to dive into a quick 30 seconds here about local football, and that is about the Sioux Steelers and the Sioux Sabercats. Matt Primo and Jamie Antonello, those are both. Uh, in the pocket analysts here on the game sports show football analysts and just overall uh, sports analysts here on the game sports show uh, they are coaching uh, again this year a part of the Sabercats program the Steelers to be up uh, and running you know they've had some difficulty the past few years and the whole the whole nest of players is completely different obviously since the past couple of years and the coaches have had to work hard to get everyone to buy into their system and pick their players and get prepped for the season and they're all set they're going uh, and football uh, is going to be able to be watched here locally. So I want everyone to know that we will follow and talk about the local football here, the TGM local or TGSS local that we short form it for. We will talk about it here on the show uh, in pretty good length near the conclusion of each show that we have uh, throughout the summer. Uh, and if it's not a football edition, I will be tying it into the hockey or the, the strike zone edition, just a little blurb and news update, because of course we like to follow all the local sports as well, to a certain degree, as we have our analysts that I said mentioned, uh, that are a part of that. So we like to give that a little bit of love. So for those that if we don't talk about the Sabercats or Steelers in a game, you can follow them on Instagram. You can follow them on Facebook and also just for their schedule and upcoming games, but what, when we can, and certainly when we do up in the pocket uploads, bonus editions are in the pocket in season. We will have those local updates. Summertime will be Sabercats Steelers. And of course, when the in the pocket officially starts its next season, that's when high school football gets started here local as well. So lots of good stuff to get into, but Finally, to say, Jamie Antonello, Matt Primo, good work for giving back to the community, for coaching, bringing your talents of football to give to the youth and to the players in the community here of Sault Ste. Marie. I encourage everyone in the Sioux to make sure they go out and support both the Steelers and the Sabercats. Now, in terms of in the pocket, in the pocket, the season will be underway. That will be on that first week of September. When there's the game, that's when we'll be. So it'll be after Labor Day. So our first show will be on Wednesday, September 7th. That will be the next season of In the Pocket that will be back, okay? And now for In the Pocket, it is season six. We had 19 episodes last year. There'll be season six. Episode one will be on September the 7th. And we do plan to have not only our new shows available on all audio platforms, but we will have them on video platforms as well. Whether it be in video format or stilled screen audio video format, either way, we will have it on YouTube this season as well. So you get to enjoy in the pocket and that threshold. Now, for those asking if we're going to be on scene this year, we do plan to do a couple editions live at Sports Center Bar and Grill, but the majorities of the shows will be uh, taking place uh, through our recorded channels in the comfort of the TGEM office or throughout the channel of Zoom that we use and upload that way. But we do plan to do on scene coverage this year as well to get back into enjoying those pizza and wings, the Sports Center Bar and Girls, Sioux St. Ontario's best sports bar and best 
wings. Okay. And the question that I had, Justin, in the last edition of In the Pocket, it was season five, episode 19, season finale. I said, Al Michaels to TJ. I kid you not. There was eight messages that I've gotten from it saying if that was true. I want everyone to know it's not true. Uh, It's funny. I appreciate those who have reached out. Can can confirm it's made up. I can confirm you that that is fake news, but I can also confirm that my clickbait worked to you. Or my (laughs) content team, the, the content team and myself brainstormed a good title for you to collect al michaels is going to amazon okay and it was close okay we were almost out we almost outbid at amazon okay but uh it was a tough decision but we ended up not getting al michaels this year so just so everybody is aware of that but all close but we we were off by uh about seven zeros uh it was it was pretty close uh jokes aside september 7th be the first in the pocket uh episode for season six but justin we may have a bonus upload still this summer we usually do have about one or two in the summer leading up to the season start so this might only be one of a couple bonus uploads that we do for in the pocket Uh, but it was me and you on this edition my friend jamie matt and ej all couldn't join uh and tyler i shouldn't forget about tyler as well tyler is also part of this panel uh so there's six of us on here and ej is the defending pick'em winner as well justin yeah well there's a new season coming up so Uh, and he didn't get his trophy yet either no rush on that end from TGM and the game sports show uh, <laughs> jokes aside, EJ, you will get your trophy uh, when the season starts, but again, in the pocket, we'll start September the 7th. We hope everyone enjoyed this edition of in the pocket. We only went six minutes over than when I believe we did. We started, we did this record on May the 29th. You likely hear this on May the 30th or throughout the week, as you'll hear on all of our platforms. Either way, we appreciate you coming on. Make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on the Game Sports Show platforms, as well as the TGEM Network YouTube channel, our Instagram pages. And when it comes to the TGEM Instagram page, you'll have to wait a couple days before you can follow that at this current time. But either way, we appreciate you coming to join us and part of your day and also taking the time to listen to us with all the additions that we do. And a reminder this week, we have a top shelf in the pocket, 1400 AM edition, all coming to you. Lots of content for you to keep an eye on. Justin, my friend, it's been great. And it's been great talking football. Yeah. Out of season football talk. That's uh, that's a rarity for us. Yeah, it honestly is a complete rarity for us. And I really think, that when it comes to the season, we have a lot this year. We have a lot of different things coming with the show uh, for it, but it's going to be still be the great content that we usually provide. So I want to remind listeners to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.